0: Hello, and welcome to the latest Wrestling With Johnners. We are live, we are live, and this is episode 332. And of course, uh, in the month of November 2023, five years of Wrestling With Johnners. So this month celebrates five years, um, and we've had some tremendous guests um, and uh, first of all, I want to introduce uh, my latest guest. You can see him on the opposite side of the screen there. Uh, one of the hottest prospects coming out of South Wales in 2023. Uh, remarkably, he's only, tw- he's only 16 years old, but he's been in the business for about a year. Uh, but the futurist, Leon Cage, how are you doing, my friend? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Awesome to have you on the show. And uh, I I think I've probably said this to you before, but this has been in the works a little while because uh, as soon as I knew you were in the Iron Cobra tournament several months ago, I thought, right, I'm keeping an eye on this lad. And uh, if he gets to the final or anywhere near the final, I'm going to schedule an interview uh, for the week after. And uh, that's kind of what I did. And uh, when I knew you were in the final, I reached out, right? Can you do these dates in November? And uh, it is finally happening. But we are going to take a full deep dive into the futurist Leon Cage over the next hour, hour and 15. Uh, Just a reminder, some of my uh, recent guests, of course, we are celebrating five years of wrestling with and it all kicked off with that man there, renowned UK referee. Well, in fact, he referees all over Europe. One of the finest referees in the UK, former NXT UK and World of Sports or WOS uh, referee. But uh, you will see him at OTT and Progress and all the big groups around the UK, Tom Scarborough, of course. Last, last week was my most recent live interview with session moth martina and although we had a few issues with echo um the uh, non-echo version is out there on all, all audio platforms and youtube of course so go and check that one out that's an episode that i really really enjoyed doing and uh, a big tick of course um also this week we saw uh, part one of my legends masterclass interview with johnny saint episode seven of my legends masterclass um previous guests included tony st clair marty jones Adrian Street, and many more but Johnny Saints definitely tops that list and part two of that will be dropping next week um, up and coming interviews uh, so next week next Monday as a matter of fact I've got the man with the black heart of gold Nico Angelo coming onto the show live on Wrestling with John he's a man not only with a black heart of gold but a man that doesn't do many interviews and he'll be coming live onto the Wrestling with Jonas podcast next Monday at eight next Thursday at eight There we go. I've got the anti-conformist Kira Komera coming onto the show live with Wrestling with John eight o'clock. And then the following week, the following Monday, the 27th, Lana Rosten, uh, the queen of Mean, will be joining me live Monday, the 27th on Wrestling with John. But today it's all about this guy here, Leon Cage. And uh, like I say, a standout and a really bright, hopeful, a real prospect coming out of a new Wave and the No Mercy Training Schools in South Wales. And we're going to take a deep dive. But uh, so you've you've had a busy, busy 2023. And I, I suppose you could really encapsulate it into the last six months, Leon. But uh, a bit of a, you know, an insight into how your 2023 has gone so far. In a nutshell, how would you sum up 2023 so far? I mean,
1: it's been tremendous. It's been class. Very fun. I've really enjoyed myself, and that's the main part, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yes. We're going to break it all down because you've 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 been blessed with so many awesome opportunities, so many awesome opponents. Um, and, uh, of course, um, I'm going to bring this picture up here. You are the, the second ever, the second annual No Mercy Wrestling Iron Cobra tournament winner for 2023, of course. And we will break all that down. But there you are with the sword, uh, previously owned by a good friend of yours, Shane Hooker, of course, and we interviewed Shane earlier on in the year, but we will will talk all about that. But um, so many incredible highlights, so many incredible matches. Let's start with this past weekend, because you had a bit of a loaded weekend, my Uh, friends, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And it started with New Wave on the Friday, didn't it? And uh, it was this one here. Leon Cage versus Danny Jones 3, your third encounter in a New Wave ring with Danny Jones um, say at the uh, the St. Andrew's Church and uh, an incredible venue, really, really atmospheric. Uh, you're becoming a little bit of a regular there and we will talk about that. But uh, kicking the week end off in style uh, against, against Danny Jones, someone uh, who's becoming a, a regular opponent of yours, certainly in a new wave ring.
1: Well, I mean, Danny is another class. He's another class. I mean, one more is say like he is one of the best wrestlers i've been in there with really i've got to say he is a very hard-hitting style um but just technical strong hard-hitting he's he's got it all yeah he's very athletic and, and like- as well
0: I've heard a lot of people say all of that about Danny Jones, and I need to get him on the show because Rad Brendan. I need to get Danny uh, on the show to kind of complete that Greedy Souls package. Um, But uh, so I think he's he's very very underrated for how experienced he is, what what he offers as a, a performer, how excellent he is as a coach, and we'll talk all about the new wave coaches in a minute. But uh, he is really the total package. But I think he just flies under a lot of people's radars but uh, he should really be on everybody's radar
1: yeah i agree i very much agree
0: absolutely Uh, go on please carry on
1: he he is the whole package like you said to be in the ring with him three times it's been a pleasure it has been a pleasure
0: yeah and do you feel that do you feel that the the two of you told different stories in each of those three matches? Because obviously the first one, and we'll talk about this in more detail, but the first one was very much impromptu, very much unexpected. Um, The the second one was advertised, and this was kind of like more something you could prepare yourself for. And then this time around, Danny Jones versus Leon Cage 3, um, I'm guessing that you probably knew what to expect and maybe uh, have grown a little bit from the previous two. I mean, the first two
1: was just, I was in nerve and shock that feeling i had going in well i didn't go into it it was halfway through a match went back through the curtain got called out went back through the curtain (laughs) me and dan went out there and very very good learning experience to be honest that match i learned so much and then the second time round, know what to expect. Still, still got the better of me. It's, that time, uh, it didn't quite. Uh, I didn't quite get him. Very, very good. Still learned a lot, and great to be in the ring with him. Third time, I, and that was now. It's getting to the part where I know that it's like a. I can beat him, story and I'm you know, so getting closer. closer and closer. Yeah. And we're starting to reverse each other's moves. We're starting to know each other so well. So yeah. all three experiences have been brilliant.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I, I, myself, personally, I'm hoping for a fourth occasion. You can get that win. you got to get that win. It's got to happen. I, I'm <laughs>
1: hoping for a fourth and I think I can do it.
0: Absolutely. And then Saturday, Annie uh, Jones on the Friday and, and Saturday, um, making your second appearance for Pro Wrestling Chaos against, let's be honest, one of the one of the very best professional wrestlers in the UK, the, the English Lion, Eddie Ryan for Pro Wrestling Chaos, your, your second outing with them. Um, and they absolutely packed out their venue once again. But I mean, unfortunately, a lot of these pictures uh, seem to see you kind of getting thrown around the ring by Eddie. But I, yeah. you know, you 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 do like I say. I think that part of your style is that uh, you do take a lot of punishment, uh, but then when you have the opportunity, you do strike back. But but tell yeah. us about getting the opportunity to be in there with somebody as experienced as renowned as the English line Eddie Ryan. I mean, it must have been a huge tick in your kind of wish list of uh, of wrestlers on, on your bucket list. But that's just kind of. To think you're only 16 and now you're resting Eddie Ryan that's been on the scene for 20 years. That's mind blowing.
1: Yeah, it really is mind blowing. I mean, I found out the I think it was the Wednesday before the Saturday, wow. and I was in disbelief. I was shocked. Another opportunity came up and that that is gotta be that is a that's a memory that I match. That is a memory. Getting the yeah. win as well. Really, it, just something to... The learning experience, again, I always go back to it, but the learning experience was tremendous.
0: And that's something I wasn't aware of, and I was going to ask you, but but you went over in that match.
1: Yes, I did.
0: I can see the smile on your face and that's a smile on your face you're not going to wipe off for a very long time but uh, that's awesome and I'm sure it was an incredible you're obviously going to be in safe hands when you're in there with somebody like Eddie Ryan uh, but an incredible learning experience for sure Um, and uh, he's going to be wanting to rematch with you now to get his win back
1: (laughs) I very much hope so (laughs) absolutely to be in the ring with him was it was a pleasure again I'll say it again the Friday, it was a pleasure to be in with Dan. Saturday, it was just, it was excellent.
0: Yeah. Loved the, the day. The, the weekend rolled on because Sunday, uh, and we talk about the match you had in a minute, but it started off uh with you being uh, in front of uh, WWE legend, Scotty Too Hoty Scott Garland, a uh, good friend of mine, good friend of the... And you were there at, <clears throat> at his seminar, weren't you, on the Sunday morning. Um I've got to ask yeah. you... How was that experience? Because obviously you, you you train with some incredible coaches. You've been in the ring yep. with some incredible uh, wrestlers. Um, but to have a WWE legend like Scotty Too High, and I suppose it's not necessarily what he's going to teach you, like, in-ring-wise or moves-wise, but it's kind of the the, the knowledge that he can pass on to people like that at a seminar that really makes a difference, especially for somebody like you that's like a sponge and soaking it all up. But tell us how that experience was.
1: Um, Yeah, it was excellent. Excellent. Loved it. Really enjoyed start to finish. And he was a lovely guy, so i mean yeah. the knowledge you take away from it as well brilliant brilliant
0: yeah and, and was there anything in particular any one thing that you can kind of remember um as like a takeaway moment from any of the the knowledge that he imparted on the the attendees the trainees at that seminar sunday morning because like i say it's not necessarily what he can teach you moves wise but it's going to be that knowledge and that psychology and I suppose how to handle yourself as a professional wrestler, but what in particular did you take away from that experience? Um,
1: yeah, he was, I I was very surprised by like ha- him being short as well. Not, not in a bad way at all. Like,
0: yeah. I, I he's was, not towering, is he? He's not, he's not, he's not six he's foot he's five or a or and Yeah.
1: A lot of the American wrestlers, especially like in the Attitude Era, were just giants. Yeah. And, he was just saying you can do anything to make yourself stand out. You don't have to be that tall and stuff. So that is in itself. Like I'm not a massive person. I'm only like five eight. So for him to say that as well, I can connect with that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like I say, he he got over uh, and still is over because of his his larger than life personality and his you know technical prowess and uh how he can perform with anybody and uh like i say he never had the flashiest of moves you wouldn't necessarily call the worm the flashiest of move anyway but uh <laughs> did he show you how to do the worm in the seminar no he probably didn't no. <laughs> yeah. and and then sticking with sunday afternoon of course it was at the, the carefully leisure center in carefully uh, for no mercy uh, the good the bad and the badass I love that title. I absolutely loved saying it during all the uh, backstage interviews and promos as well. Um, but uh, you're in the final of the 2023 Iron Cobra tournament. Before we talk about the match itself, tell us a bit about um, being involved in the earlier rounds, because I think you had a first round a semi-final match, which took you through to the final. How yes. were those experiences? And oh. did you feel like you were kind of, uh, kind of, growing as the tournament went on yeah
1: i mean when it first started i just thought this is a massive opportunity really to be in something like this i feel honored in a way i just you know looking back to last year where i was i wasn't really a wrestler so and then looking at this year and places like no mercy giving me opportunity I can't thank them enough for it. The first round match, uh, it just, it was a match I very much enjoyed. It was a great experience being in front of, how do I say it? Iver Hall, Very good That's experience.
0: you said it better <laughs> than I ever have done. <laughs>
1: and then, uh, then moving to the semi-finals, uh, again, the matches got tougher and the matches' quality were getting better. So, I could I can see progression between the stages and then going into the final now I'm I was on a massive high so
0: yeah did you feel going into Sunday's match against uh, the Babyface Killer, I think he calls himself, Alex Vaughn? Um, and honestly, I'm blown away by that guy. I've seen him wrestle a few times, and uh, he's quite intimidating, even as a fan. and yes. um, I know yes. he's roughed me up once or twice uh, doing backstage interviews with him. He's very, very intimidating, uh, very scary, but a hell of a talent. And he, he, he strikes hard as well, from what I've seen. Yes. Um, but um, did you feel like we had the, the best version of Leon Cage going into that match?
1: Yeah, yeah, 110%. Firing like all after cylinders. after the, the Friday, after the Saturday, I was more than ready for Sunday. Oh, I was very yeah. excited. Yeah. And How after the seminar not? as well, um, Alex, uh, to be fair, he's a familiar face to wrestle now. I've wrestled him a few times across Wales and England. So for us to have that match as well, there no do you know what we're gonna go out this and we're gonna go out there kill this match and tear it up really
0: and uh, you certainly did thank you you very much you certainly did and uh, for anybody watching live at home i should have mentioned this earlier but of course we are live uh, across facebook live youtube twitch and i think for the first time today live on x um, so if you're uh, on X, go to the Wrestling Major's page and you'll find me and Leon Cage there um, with this live interview. So uh, hopefully that works out okay, or we'll find out if it doesn't. Um, but um, for anybody watching at home, if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want to send your questions in uh, for the futurist Leon Cage, you can do. Ping them through to us using your chosen device, and we do our very best during the course of this interview to bring them up on screen and to answer all of your questions. Get in touch with the show now. And here are a few pictures uh, from your batch um, against Alex Vaughan on Sunday. Uh, that picture there is actually from friend of the show, Richie, all the rest, and a lot of these pictures I'm going to flash up during the course of this interview are courtesy of Blue Radical. So thank you so much, Blue Radical, an awesome photographer in the uh, South uh, West and the uh, South Wales scene, of course. Um, but this just gives you a little bit of a glimpse of th- this match. What One takeaway from me for this match was how physical the match was. It really was. And I spoke earlier about how physical a wrestler Alex is. But not only did you take the punishment, you gave the punishment back. And I suppose in a finals match, the only way you're going to win is to give as good as you got. Yeah. Did you feel that it was a physical match being in there and maybe you felt because Alex is such a fierce competitor, such a physical opponent, that you had to kind of turn it up a little bit in terms of the physicality yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you've always got to meet the, uh, well, Alex is very aggressive. That's what I yes. got to say. He's very aggressive. <laughs> so you've got to meet the aggression in a way and uh, how fierce he is. And he, he's a very good wrestler, i got to say. He is very, very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, he really is. And he's going places as well. And uh, we'll talk about the South Wales scene a bit later on, because uh, not only do they have this fantastic mix of uh, experienced South Wales talent, uh, but they've got this, this fantastic uh, kind of grassroots and new crop of talent coming through the scene, yeah. which we will talk about. And of course, the other thing I want to talk about, about Sunday, and it uh, probably showed in the pictures there, but it was sold out, wasn't it? The Leisure Centre, yeah. I think carefully, was absolutely sold out. Over 200 people. Um, I think you know, we, the show started nearly half an hour late because we still had people filing in through the doors half an hour after the first bell was meant to have ring, which was fantastic. We got out of the venue just just in the nick of time before they needed uh, the space back, but an incredible day. And I think that part of the success of that day was having all them people into that packed um, leisure centre. And that must have given all of the talent a real lift as they came through the curtain. Um, But did you feel any additional pressure going out there knowing that it was a sold-out show, or did that help you uh, in a way?
1: That helped me. That helped me massively. I I just got really excited. I was already pumped for it, but then you could see the people piling up. I think at one point I wanted to go to the toilet and I couldn't go to the toilet. There were so many people there and I thought, this is the show. This is good.
0: Yeah, yeah. At one point um, I, I went to get a coffee for Scott Garland and I came back and I couldn't find him. And uh, he, went, he went off for a little walk. And I found him half an hour later trying to snake his way through the, the fans to get back into where all the talent was. Uh, so even he got lost because there were so many people out there. But it was fantastic to see. Um, and, of course, you were victorious. You got the three count, the second annual, the second ever No Mercy Wrestling Iron Cobra tournament winner. How how did it feel um, to, to to have your hand raised, to have that three count and uh, to be crowned the iron cobra champion for 2023 what were the feelings inside you when that finally happened
1: well every time i every time i'm in a match i feel honored to be there because there's not many 16 year olds that have the opportunity and for people to give me an opportunity i am blessed really i feel blessed to be in the match when i win the match it feels amazing i get very excited as well and then to win something from the match is just another feeling just you feel like you're on top of the world
0: yeah yeah absolutely and uh, i could tell that when you came backstage uh, you were absolutely elated and uh, we're going to talk about quite a few of your matches in 2023 and a lot of them you you come out on on the losing end i think that the iron yeah. cobra tournament has been your kind of hottest streak of wins so yeah. far so i mean that, that's yeah. really kind of giving you the opportunity to grow as a talent and to experience some wins and to finally have some yeah. uh you know uh, something to show for it at the end of it as well
1: yeah yeah i'd agree it is my my flourish of wins there i don't i don't win often but i'm not i'm not worried about it
0: well we'll, well win on one day when we talk about the caliber of opponent very, very soon, we yeah. can understand why you're probably on the losing <laughs> end uh, more often than not. But I think this is the start of a whole streak, in my opinion, especially with that win over so. Eddie Ryan on the Saturday as well.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope so.
0: Let's just bring up a few more pictures. And there you are uh, with the sword, with the Iron Cobra tournament uh, sword and trophy. Um, and of course, we had a chance to chat afterwards, my backstage uh, setup. And uh, like I say, during your uh, promo, during your interview with me backstage after the match, uh, you gave uh, credit to Shane Hooker, who was last year's yeah. winner, of the inaugural winner of the Iron Cobra tournament. You gave credit to him um, and you, you, you almost kind of felt like you'd won it in his honour because he's currently out yeah. injured. He's been a good friend of yours. Yeah. And to know that you've kind of grown through the business together, I think Shane's probably got maybe a year on you um, in terms of experience. Yeah. But uh, I think that yeah. you've you've been very very close to one another. Um, and I thought it was really really classy of you uh, to kind of pay homage to to Shane and uh, how he's kind of influenced you, and that you won it in his name, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's sort of like I feel like how do I say it? he's passed on the torch in a way with yes. the iron cobra tournament i feel like that sort of is coming down and he is like a brother to me really we are so close and i speak to him all time it's class yeah. and i just have to do it for him and for myself as well
0: Yeah, 100%. And uh, such a great guy. Had him on the show a few months back. Go and check that episode out if you're interested in my interview with Shane Hooker. Uh, But uh, Shane is recovering from an injury, but I I hear that he's making good progress and should be back, hopefully, for 2024, if not sooner.
1: Yeah, when he's back, he's going to kill
0: it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one other observation of mine um, is that after the match, I saw Scott Garland, Scotty Too Hotty, having a little bit of a word with yourself and Alex, giving you feedback over the match. Yeah. First of all, did he enjoy the match? Did he watch the match and what did he think of it? Well, surprisingly
1: enough to me, he very much enjoyed it. And well so done. It was a very good watch. Um, <laughs> obviously, there was a here and there that he said, this could be improving and stuff, but... He said, I have been doing this for years and you boys are just two young lads. So for us to steal the show, he said in his own words, I was very happy. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. You, you absolutely just, did steal the show. I hope so. You absolutely did. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... uh, uh some of your kind of big matches very, very soon, but something I want to bring up and something I'm sure has been a highlight of yours was to be on the Impact stage when Impact were over in the UK, a couple of weeks back for their UK tour, their mini tour, and uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've read this right—that you actually uh, was, was part of the the gut check challenge. Is that right? The gut check yes, tryouts. It was. Tell yeah. us a bit about. First of all, how did you get onto Impact Radar? How did you first get involved with them? Uh, how did you get the invite to go down there? Tell us a bit about that kind of initial contact. Well, um, the
1: invitation for the trial was just floating around, really, between like other wrestlers, mm. and I had a few people mostly coaches sending it to me saying sign up for it give this a go what's the worst that can happen and i just at first i thought oh 16 year old kid will they think thing of me and then i text brendan saying will they uh, will they think i'm like up myself really for going for this when i'm 16 and uh, he just told me shut up and do it so uh i listened to him good advice it. <laughs> signed it and uh yeah just date time let's go um hell of a weekend really really fun enjoyed it um stayed for the show after as well brilliant brilliant
0: excellent w- was this at the hmv empire in coventry by any chance yes, yes. Um, give us a bit of a insight, give us a bit of a glimpse into the, the tryout itself and the, the, the gut check um, kind of experience and kind of what did they get you doing? What Was it uh, drills or was it matches or what did you demonstrate to them about what Leon Cage was all about?
1: Um, well, we started off and you had to turn up very nice dressed, very pleasing on the eye, really. So we all turned up. Looking around. Um, then there was just talent coming in front of us, and we had to do like a register check, really. And they would call out the name, and you put your hand up, sitting there. There's loads of us sitting down. We're all waiting for it. Just look in, look, wait in for your name. And they'd call everyone's name, all good. And then we, pardon me, we had to go get our ring gear on as if we were wrestling for impact right so we're all getting our ring gear on and we were then we all sit down and there's i think it was 80 of us just sat down in front of all of them and it, oh, it was very intimidating very intimidating um but all of them were so nice really We got us in we we got moving we got rolling and we did like a heat drill and yeah, that that was it was pretty much just that. But they selected ten people they wanted to see of matches. Unfortunately I wasn't one of them. Uh that just that was just fall on the day. Hopefully the next time I can get into the top ten, but it's something to work towards. So
0: yeah. Um, but you have that incredible experience, don't you? I mean, like really I say 2023 has just yeah. been an awesome experience all rolled into one, but you have that to look back on. And you, 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 not only you, you have it as an experience within itself, but it's yeah. going to kind of give you so much to work off of. Did you get any feedback on what they were able to take from you? Um,
1: yeah, I got. Funny enough, at one point I was talking to Rich Swan, and he was giving me feedback and he told me, for 16, to just stick at it. Um, one day, hopefully, I can get to where I want to go and where I can aim to be. So that's hopefully where I can go.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm sure it's going to happen. It's going to happen, considering how much uh, you've uh, achieved in your first year. But uh, I want to talk about uh, some of your uh, matches, some of your highlights from 2023. Um, and I think that the first one that really, really sticks out, and the, the one that really caught my eye and I think caught a lot of people's eye was this one here, Uh, yourself versus Connor Mills um, for new wave. And this was back in May. So this was just after I first met you and you were really starting to kind of find your feet. But I think you'd probably agree that this was the match that kind of put you on the, put you on the scene and, you know, got a lot of people looking your way because let's be honest, Connor Mills, um, he, he, over the last two, three, four years, he's really exploded, um, doing some tremendous things with companies like RevPro, Progress, You know, two of the biggest companies there, uh, working a lot for companies in South Wales, including New Wave, of course. Uh, yeah. And you had the opportunity to go up against Connor Mills, which A, must have been a thrill, maybe quite intimidating at the same time. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen kind of clips of the match, and uh, he's pretty heavy-hitted with his kicks and his strikes. Um, yeah. But I'd like say that that was one match that really caught my attention because you kind of took all the punishment and you took even more punishment and then some more punishment and then you came back. And I think you showed him and you surprised him. But what are your memories of that match in particular?
1: Well, I'll I'll go on a bit of a tangent here. Go on. So the match got announced and I was bricking it. I've never been so nervous. And I was like, I'm wrestling Conor Mills. And I have got no experience. And I don't know what moves I do. But I'm going to go for it. Give him give my all. And to be in there with someone like Conor Mills... He's so good. He's so good. He's too good. He's too good. He's too good. And... Well, I get to the venue. Here it comes, St. Andrew's Church. I get there. I turn up with Shane. Sit down. Have food. Day's going great. Everyone else starts going off, doing their thing. And I get told by Brendan. Oh, yeah, Connor Mills. uh, He's in a bit of traffic. He might be here when doors open. All right, that's fine. That's fine. We can deal with that. When doors open, we're we're on one before the main event. That's fine. Don't need to worry. Well, doors have opened. He's not here. <laughs> Moving on. He's still not coming. Half time of the show in the interval. He's still not there. And then he turns up right at the end of us. going into the first match on the second half. He turns up, and we're on like next, and we quickly get everything sorted. and no going through nothing we just go straight out wow um, that that experience that in a way bad but for the well i mean the match quality personally i love it yeah i love it and knowing like the story behind it um he that's where i was like Mills is too good because I'm just a kid, and he led me through that. But I tried to do my bit. He did his bit very good, <laughs> and uh, the match, I love it. It's it's re- really up there with some of my favourite matches. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, and like I say, that that was definitely one of the matches that really kind of put you on my radar. Of course. I- Shane Hooker introduced you to me back at that No Mercy show in March and I kept my eye on you ever since. But that one there really demonstrated to me how good you are in the ring and uh, kind of how bright your future is. And uh, yeah, just a tremendous match. Go and check that one out if you have the opportunity to. Sticking with New Wave, Jay Joshua, uh, another South Wales boy. But uh, uh, Jay Joshua, a different animal, different beast. To Connor Mills, Uh, once again, ferocious. Um, He's an absolute beast, but he is a a striker. He's heavy duty. He classes himself as one of the very best heavyweights in the UK, and I would agree with him all day long. Um, Give us, like I say, a different type of opponent in J. Joshua. Tell us about that one. Uh,
1: Again, I I love the match. Uh, I'd love to do it again. That was I was very early on and I didn't really I didn't know myself. Well, I still don't really know who I am. But I know more of like who I am and who I am in the ring. But then I just thought, do you know what? Let's go kill it. And that match, he hits very hard. He hits very hard. But I tried to hit him back harder. I don't think I did, but I, I give him I give him a good old kick.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean you you do. I mean, part of your repertoire, part of your moveset is, is striking, isn't it? With the kicks, yeah, yeah. and you know the the uppercuts, um, and yeah, all of that. So, uh, I mean, did you surprise him with any of your any of your strikes? Because was there a point I in the match so. where you were where you were I matching so. him? Yeah, I think and, so. And then, of course, you got the extra kind of arsenal of your kind of high-flying repertoire as well. So not only yeah. can you, yeah. you've got your groundwork and your strikes, you've got your high-flying. So I suppose you've got that uh, in your back pocket to call upon if need be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, let's talk about the next one and uh Shane Hooker. This took place in July, July the 14th, once again in a new wave ring. And uh, Shane say okay, somebody you've come up through the business with, somebody you know very, very well, somebody that you've teamed with as well, uh, getting the opportunity to work with him in a new wavering. By now, what, three or four matches in, uh, especially in a new wavering, you're kind of starting to find your feet a little bit, but uh, Shane yeah. Hooker, he is lightning quick, isn't he, all day long, and uh, yeah. I suppose it's a bit like trying to uh, juggle uh, treacle when you're in there with Shane, because you, you've got to keep the guy still to start off with, um, but uh, how How was that match? Was that your first time working, Shane, in that match? We actually worked, um,
1: I think it was two weeks before, on a No Mercy show in Nayland. The show wasn't filmed or nothing, so we went out there and we just thought, let's have a a very good match. Let's just enjoy ourselves. And that match, I really enjoyed that one. And then going into the, the next one now, we we just said this is this is the opportunity now and we're going to go out there and show that two young lads can just enjoy ourselves and also kill ourselves and just go nuts and yeah. that match that match is my favorite match now still to date that is my yeah. favorite match the emotion yeah. in it everything i love it
0: yeah, and this is something that I uh, picked up when I interviewed Shane was, uh, you know, he is a very, very kind of passionate wrestler, isn't he? And he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve. Yes. Um, and, and and the same for yourself as well. Um, but uh, let's like say, I would love to have been there for that one. I'm going to have to try and search that one out and watch that one. Um, but uh, let's talk about this one here next. And uh, remarkably, uh, the Rev Pro Undisputed British Cruiserweight Championship held uh, by Connor Mills, uh, was on the line in this match. And there was yourself, Shane, Alex Vaughan versus Conor Mills, all four of you vying for a very prestigious Cruiserweight Championship, once again inside of a new wave ring. Um, an awesome opportunity, but more than anything, kind of the collection of talent in that ring and the action that was to be had. say um, yeah. a, a bit of a, a feast for the fans in attendance. What are your recollections of that match? Uh, I spoke to
1: a few people about it. And I think a lot of people thought that the four of us are were quite agile and fast. And I think for well, everyone was expecting this to be like dodge, duck, dive, this, that, this. But instead, yeah. it started off and it was just hitting as hard as we can. And I remember, uh, what was it, three minutes into the match, my mouth was all bleeding all over the floor. And I was I was covered in it, and then everything was so physical. Really, that was the word physical. And that match is class. I love that match. I love every wow. match. To be honest, it's, I I keep repeating myself saying I love matches, but
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you clearly enjoy what you do. Otherwise, you you yeah. would you wouldn't be yeah. doing what you're doing. But uh, um, yeah, no, and we we got to talk briefly about this one here because it didn't quite go as planned. Um, but going into it, it was yourself and shame going up against the Greedy Souls. And it, it kind of, the, the one thing that kind of jumps into my head when I think of that match is uh, the, the size difference. And of course, across the opposite yeah. side of the ring, you've got uh, Bronco Brennan, you've got Danny Jones, two big boys, two experienced tag team wrestlers. The Greedy Souls are yeah. renowned throughout the UK. And uh, yourself and Shane, obviously, you know, the, the the plucky baby faces going into the match before the match kind of ended quite abruptly. Was there an intimidation factor staring at those two across the ring? What sort of interaction did you have with Brendan and Danny? Let's say considering their, their size and strength advantage, um, you know, uh, how was them first few minutes of the match for you? Well,
1: going into the match, me and Shane thought, well, We're gonna start tag teaming. Not many people do tag teams in the UK, and not many like flyer tag teams at all, really. So we thought this is a good opportunity. Well, we'll tag team, and then the first tag team match is against like one of, if not the best tag team in the UK. So, and another factor is that they're our coaches in a way. They are like our trick. They train us. So. it was already a connection there going into the match and and standards to live to. Um, Then I think Shane had wrestled both of them before the match. And this is my first encounter with Brendan and Danny. And I mean, you just look at them and you think, how do I put them on the floor? (laughs) How do I do it?
0: They're big, they're powerful, yeah.
1: And unfortunately, the match didn't go as we wanted it to, yeah. um, how anyone wanted it to, really. But things happen. And simple as it was, Shingo hurt. And, I mean, it's, it's an emotional moment, really, when you see it, because there's no, like, fake to it Sure. It's it's grim, it's grim. His arm was all over the shop, and just what was what was going through all of our heads, I think, was what's going on, and it it all just sort of stopped. Music started playing, yeah, and then it moved on to my next match in New Wave.
0: There you go. You had your impromptu singles match. Uh... A, 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 your first encounter with Danny Jones out of the three yeah. that you've had. Uh, I think what what that match does do though is you've you've got a ready made story there, Leon, for uh, a rematch yourself and Shane versus the Greedy Souls when Shane's yeah. uh, back fully fit. Wait, and when Shane's again. back, that yeah. match
1: that match is going to go down. Um, it's got
0: to happen, isn't it? It's, it's got to happen. happen. Absolutely. Uh, the next pitch I have is uh, your debut for Pro Wrestling Chaos triple threat and it was yourself versus smoke pins versus i think that's chuck mambo um yeah tell us about that one there because a couple of things there really that blows my mind is you, you debut for pro wrestling chaos and uh, like i say um in the southwest of the uk so outside of south wales so a big occasion a big company to make your debut for then against Splits Pins, one of the very finest uh, talents coming out of South Wales, pretty much anywhere in the UK. Um, Seen as a tag team wrestler, but I think Splits Pins is is legitimately one of the the finest singles talents in the UK also. And Chuck Mambo, uh, everybody knows his credentials from around the UK, whether it be Rev Pro, Progress, uh, you name it. Uh, And Leon Cage thrown in there as well. Uh, a, A lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions for yourself going into that tell us about how you were feeling ahead of that match
1: well the match i think the match before it was me versus wild ball so and i came off the back of that then i got told i was going to be on the chaos show total chaos and i thought whoa this came out of nowhere i am so excited and honored honored to be on chaos because i mean that is a that is a bucket list type thing really especially at 16 years old I would have I'd never thought of being on there so being on there I remember coming out of the curtain to Kings Oak and I thought wow wow like the video playing in the background the ring in the middle and it's like a it's like a theater in there and I, I thought like, this is like, this is like WrestleMania. I was like, this is professional wrestling now. Yeah. And the match, unbelievable. I really like it. Splits, pff, hidden talent, and Chuck. He's a lovely guy. He is the nicest guy. Yeah. He brings brings a nice vibe to the room really and in the ring he's also class very class love to have a, a match with him again and same for his tag team partner tk yeah i'd love to i'd love to have a match with him as well
0: well i mean you, you've set him a mind racing now and you know yourself and shane versus uh uh, versus TK and Chuck that <laughs> Sunshine Machine. That'll be pretty awesome, uh, but that a fantastic experience. Um, and like I say, you've got to go back to Pro Wrestling Chaos this past weekend and got your victory over Eddie Ryan, of course. Now, one one match I'm sure you'll look back fondly on forever and a day um, it has to be this one here, um, yourself versus Mark Andrews uh, once again for No Mercy Wrestling. Uh, not too long ago, September, and just some stills from the match and uh, an incredible atmosphere, uh, an incredible match, an incredible opportunity for yourself. Um, and once again, a lot of these pictures are, are showing yourself going through the ringer. Um, but uh, like I say, I think you're, you're that type of wrestler that just waits for your opportunity to strike back. And when you do, you strike back hard. Um, but uh, a South Wales legend, you know, Mark Andrews, I believe he's yeah. a Cardiff boy as well. Um, tell us about that one because I'm sure as a wrestling fan coming from South Wales, that must have been a dream match for you, possibly even before you got into the business, possibly even before your first match. And to finally have that, to have that match within your first full year, that's just crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, Going into it, it's mental really, because I can remember watching Mark on TV for WWE in the NXT UK title tournament (laughs) and all the NXT UK shows. So it was, I personally didn't think it was going to happen. Obviously the match set wasn't for me. It was for Shane, but with Shane getting hurt, I had to, I stepped in and that match is truly something. It is really, really, it was really fun, really fun. And Mark is lovely. Yeah. What a lovely man.
0: I, I'm curious because when you're in there with the likes of Mark Andrews and uh, Connor Mills and this top tier talent, and, and like I say, you're still finding your feet, you're a tremendous athlete and a tremendous talent. Um, but like I say, I'm sure you would be the first to admit that there's still a lot to learn. Yeah. How yeah. is it for yourself to try and keep up with these guys that you know that are not necessarily going at an incredibly fast pace, but just keeping up with them experience wise and move for move? Is that sometimes tricky?
1: Um, if I that made going sense, at all. The, yeah, it does make sense. It makes perfect sense. I remember going into the match with Connor Mills, and I spoke to Nico Angelo before it, and I said how do I keep up with him? And I asked the same question you're asking, and he just said, be yourself, be you. No one else can be you, but you can be you. So I just stick that advice now, and I just be myself. I play my part, and
0: it happens. Yeah, yeah, and you you would say doing a tremendous job. And uh, like I say, you've done yourself proud this year. You, you I think you alluded to it just a moment ago, but another match of yours, uh, this time pro wrestling carnage, the awesome South Wales promotion, doing some wonderful things, certainly a company on the rise. And there was yourself versus Wild Boar. And uh, once again, a, a different dynamic once again, Wild Boar, uh, lightning quick, super ferocious. It uh, comes out of nowhere, but he very very powerful could do pretty much anything in the ring um so once again a different dynamic different type of opponent um tons of experience as well former WWE NXT UK yes. um and i believe also a trainer at new wave uh, academy yeah um, yes. how how was that match uh, because once again like i say different to any of your previous opponents but a massive learning opportunity um tell us about it
1: it was awesome it was awesome um when i found out i was having the match i was told this is what ball wanted he wanted this match so i just the pressure was on for it and uh, the match again is one of the one of the highlights of the year and yeah. he is he is like again my coach so being in there with my coach is added pressure in a way, but then it also takes some pressure off because, you know, I'm thinking I know this guy inside out. So yeah, the match is amazing, really amazing. And I can't give him enough credit. He is the best in the UK, really.
0: Yeah. He is. Yeah.
1: In Europe, one of the best. He is up there. He's a special talent, really. There's there's not many like him.
0: Yeah, 100%. We've had a ton of questions come through. I am going to go through them very, very soon and read some of them out. So if you have sent in questions, thank you. Keep sending them in, and I will get to them very, very soon. Um, but uh, one more match I want to talk about. And uh, you mentioned about breaking out in uh, in England. We mentioned Pro Wrestling Chaos Uh, But there's also uh, this company here, IWN UK, who relaunched uh, not long ago, probably only September. Um, And you've been part of their tournament to crown the very first or or the next um, Z Force Championship. And uh, you had to go for a qualifying match against Alex Vaughan. We mentioned him earlier. You got through that qualifying match um, and uh, there is the, the kind of the final match to crown the Z-Force champion uh, coming up very, very soon. Um, but um, uh, IWN UK, they've been around for a while. They've got a bit of prestige and a bit of history behind them. Um, yeah. How did they, how did you get onto their radar? How did they reach out to you? And uh, how did you get part of that uh, qualifying tournament to be part of the Z-Force championship match later on this month?
1: Uh, it was through shame, really. Right. And, um, uh, He just said, I've got a message through, Um, he's asked me for someone else and the next minute I had the owner of IWN texting me and I had the date, uh, a long drive up to Hastings on the day and yeah, brilliant, brilliant, really good experience, really fun, really enjoyed. And I can't and wait getting the
0: opportunity to be in front of different fans as well, getting the opportunity yeah. to be different, in front yeah. of different fans, a different crowd, a different vibe. Um, and I suppose a lot of them were fairly new to you as well. So an opportunity yeah. for you to prove yourself in front of um, a, a different audience. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, it was, I do, being up there, there was loads of things going through my head, but all I could think of is how, much of a pleasure it was being there, because I feel like I don't want to be like the sixteen-year-old kid on the show. I want to want to make make a mark, and I feel felt like I have to do it. And I can't wait to be back up there now on the twenty-fourth and being in the match to crown the new Z Force champion with. I mentioned where you mentioned Jay Joshua earlier with mm-hmm. Jay Joshua, Scotty Rourke and Levi Moore. So it's my first time for two of those guys. I can't wait for that match. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be something special.
0: And that takes place um, a couple of Fridays time, Friday the twenty fourth. In yeah. fact, uh, next next Friday, uh, yeah. a week today. So that's going to be an awesome uh, opportunity for you, an awesome match. Um, but uh, let's go to some questions. Uh, and first of all, uh, let's have a little look here. We've got a, uh, a Laura um, asking, uh, Leon, who's been your toughest opponent so far? Uh, so thank you, Laura, for watching us uh, live via YouTube. Very much appreciate it. Uh, we've spoken about some really top talents, some fantastic matches that you've had in the last six months or certainly in 2023, any of them stand out as being particularly tough for any one reason or another?
1: There's a lot. So for, like, striking ability, I'd say probably, like, Wild Boar or Connor Mills. But then for, like, the high-flying ability, then you have, like, Mark Andrews and Shane. So, yeah, there's a few, but I'd say they're the main four. They're the main four, I think. Connor Mills, Wild Boar, Mark Andrews, Shane
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. And let's have a quick look. Uh, we've got the future. Let's play. Are you looking forward to singles matches against NWW people like James Ellis, Kurt Atlas, Chris Bronson, and Aluna? So, uh, Uh, New Wave Wrestling, of course, and that's just some of the uh, extraordinary talent that uh, wrestle underneath the New Wave Wrestling banner, and they train alongside yourself when you're down there. Um, But uh, I don't know if you've worked any of these before, possibly not, but um, matches you'd like to have in the future?
1: Yeah, all of them. James Ellis, uh, he's always been someone I'm quite close to, and I've always known him from past experiences with other places. And he is, he's a heart of a heart of gold, but he's also in the ring, you know, he he cheats and all of that. <laughs> and our styles would match perfectly. And he is absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah. And Truly he's another gonna, one that's really be, branched out, hasn't he? And really doing well all gonna over the country. He's going to be yeah.
1: one of the best, One day, going to be one of the best.
0: For sure. Kurt for Atlas
1: sure. again, same thing. He's growing and growing and growing. I can't wait to have a singles match with him. That'd be excellent. And then Chris Bronson, again another person Fascinating to watch. All of them are can sit there for hours watching all four of these. And Aluna, I've never oh. actually had a match with a uh, a woman like a mixed uh, match. Yeah. So. That'd be very interesting how it would go down.
0: Out of all them names, that's the opponent I want to see you go up against, the Luna, because uh, she's just did killing it on the UKC, killing it yeah. absolutely everywhere she's going. Got so much uh, fight and so much fire and and spirit and passion about her. Just absolutely love watching her watching her wrestle. Legitimately my favourite wrestlers on the UK scene. And uh, that would be a good match, Leon Cage versus Aluna yeah. for sure. Uh, let's have a quick look. We've got uh, Richie Horrigan watching us live via YouTube. What did you What did you take away from your match against uh, Mike Hitchman, Wild Boar? Um, obviously, he's one of your coaches. Um, a, a lightning quick, fierce competitor. Tremendous match you have with him for Pro Wrestling Carnage. Um, any particular takeaways from that match um, in your, your time in the ring with Wild Boar?
1: So many. I learned so, so much like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you everything. because I'd be here for hours, but the amount of stuff I've learned of him is years of experience. He is, like I said, he is truly the best. And yeah. I learned how hard he hits. And also, he's such such a nice guy. But also, such a nice guy in training. But once again, nice guy outside of
0: the ring, yeah, not not inside of the ring, (laughs) in the
1: ring, all fast, fierce, yeah, all of it aggressive.
0: And he hits super hard, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, let's jump to another one. This was just going to come up, Facebook user, but uh. Uh, Hi, both. Uh, My daughter is uh, Starla. She's uh, 14 and trains at New Wave Academy um, and loves going. She's determined to become a superstar. Have you any advice you can give her um, who is watching you right now? Uh, Thanks. Um, I'll try and figure out who sent that, but thank you for sending that question. Any advice uh, for uh, 14-year-old Starla? Uh,
1: I don't know if I can give advice, but from what I've learned from other people, (laughs) uh, just Stick at it. That's what I get told, and stick at it. It truly is just one of those things. There's always going to be a time they'll come around. Thankfully enough, now I'm getting opportunities. But I mean, opportunities will come, and they always will. If it ever, if something gets shut down, uh, the opportunity will come back around, and just stick at it. And tr- trust your trainers. That's what I do. Trust your coaches.
0: Yeah. Some, some, some good advice. You said you're not qualified to give advice. You gave some great advice there. What are you on about? <laughs> some great advice. Uh, we, we have got more questions. We will bring them up. We will read them uh, during the course of this interview. Oh, I'm curious to know about your, your wrestling fandom and kind of how were you first introduced to professional wrestling as a fan? What kind of caught your eye and uh, how did it make an impact in your life?
1: Well, my first memory of wrestling is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And I remember crying that Shawn Michaels didn't win. And ever since then, it I, it's never left. It's always been there. It's always, I, I used to tell my parents when I was younger that I was going to grow up. I was going to live in Texas and I was going to be a professional wrestler. And it was just, oh, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. And then I started saying, I want to start wrestling training. I want to start be I want to be a wrestler. And <laughs> it's always <stuck>. like, <laughs> and yeah, it, going through phases, like lots of other people, they go through phases of like, ah oh, yeah, but wrestling's not cool anymore. It was cool when I was younger, but I never, never, ever wrestling was it always will be cool. Yeah, it always has been.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you become more of a fan of pro wrestling since being involved in the sport yourself? I I know from having worked backstage at many many shows, many many promotions over the last couple of years, I've I've grown to appreciate the sport and the, and the talent and what's involved a hell of a lot more from seeing the talent backstage and watching them prepare for their matches, but. How about yourself? Is it given you a greater appreciation and has it made you more of a fan? I feel like... I feel like I appreciate more wrestlers. Yeah.
1: Like, some of the wrestlers, I never thought, like, whoa, he really is that good. Like, I'm not talking, like, smaller stage now, like, bigger. Yeah. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. was always one that I'd see and I'd be like, yeah, but... He just does the same thing. And now I sit there and I go, Zach Sabe Jr. is something else.
0: You get it now, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I understand it more. Yeah. And for sure. Yeah. I just, I feel like I appreciate more things and more wrestlers. Um, I can't say I've become a bigger fan because I was already like the biggest fan. But yeah, I have become, uh, I watch it my whole life. I've watched it literally every day I watch wrestling, but now being on social media and everything, I see more of it. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and would I be right in thinking that Shawn Michaels, based on what you said about WrestleMania 25, is possibly a big hero of yours or one of your favorite uh, performers um, ever, one of your biggest heroes in the sport?
1: Um, it's between him and AJ Styles. Right, okay. So they're the two. And there's also, like, newer guys, like, well, not newer, but guys that I'm more familiar with now. Sure. Like sure. Will Osprey and Kenny Omega, people like that. But growing up, AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels were the two.
0: Yeah. Tell us about getting into the business kind of uh for the first time which uh, I'm assuming it was probably only uh, a year or two ago when you first stepped through um th- th- those doors what what was it that inspired you to want to search out a training school um and kind of you know emulate your 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 heroes from the TV um w- was it a conscious decision was it something you always wanted to do it was something I've
1: always wanted to do i just grew up saying I'm going to be a professional wrestler and it is like my dream to be a professional wrestler and to get to, it's it's always every kid's dream, but to get to WrestleMania, like that's the dream, get to the biggest stage of wrestling and say that you are the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Which is aiming very high, but it's got to be done.
0: And that's the best way, isn't it, to have these dreams and, uh, you know, let's like say if you shoot for the stars, you know, you, you, you're going to get you're gonna get there, aren't you? But um, you've got to have high ambitions. Uh, tell us a bit about two training schools in particular. And we've spoken a little bit about them already, but uh, uh, No Mercy Wrestling uh, with uh, Bevan and uh, the fantastic team there and New Wave uh, Academy with uh, Brendan White, Danny Jones, Nico Angelo, Danny Luna, and uh, wild boar, um, oh, probably missed one or two there. But uh, how did you kind of get involved with those two in particular? How did those two training schools come into your your uh, your your life, and how have they affected your career? Uh, starting with uh, No Mercy. My first
1: encounter with No Mercy was a Mark Andrews seminar. Funnily enough, and I just dropped my message saying I've had a bit of experience with wrestling. Not much, but can I please sign up for the seminar and take a place? Or am I too young? Because at the time it was an eighteen plus, and they said, and I was only fifteen, and they said, well, we're gonna ask, we're gonna have to ask Mark and see what he says. But we're happy to send as long as you sign paperwork and everything. Uh, Mark comes back. All happy, and there was the get go, straight in do the seminar, and that's actually the first day I met Shane as well, and all the other boys in No Mercy. It's a very very memorable day. Yeah. Then, being with No Mercy, I learned I learnt a lot, and yeah, I started I started becoming myself more, like yeah. That's that's how I can describe it. Being myself more. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, uh, were they were they the, the kind of uh, the first training school that really gave you uh, a decent foundation in the principles yeah. of professional yeah. wrestling? They they were kind of like the first ones they, that really opened your eyes up to yeah. what pro wrestling is all about. They really
1: opened everything up to being like this is the Welsh scene and this is what it's all about. So, that's where I'd say. And then going f- further on, then to New Wave. Yeah. Uh, talking to, about James Ellis, I will bring up you. So I messaged him saying, "Look, I know you're training New Wave. Um, I've known you for a while. Like, is there any way I can get in to start training there, get more experience?" And he had a chat with Brendan White and it came back that i had to do like this trial thing to see if i had anything really there or how much will need to be taught and i i did the trial all good and i just it was go from there then i think it was a month or two months later the match with conor mills happened that quick <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: oh that's crazy isn't it but That's crazy.
1: i can only thank both of them the Places no van no mercy for opportunities and everything. Like I wouldn't, I don't know where I'd be without them, the both of them. They've helped me in massive ways. Yeah, and they still, they still do. So training every Absolutely. week, it is both the places give me so much. So I can only thank them so much
0: yeah absolutely tell us a bit about your your nickname the futurist um how did that come about did, did somebody give you that nickname that moniker or was it something you came up with yourself and uh, what, what does that moniker nickname mean to you in particular uh well
1: a lot of people say like oh you know you're 16 you have a bright future and i i get called a prodigy quite a lot and stuff yeah so, and I was just talking to my parents and I said, well, I, you know, I'm you a professional wrestler. I need a nickname. I can't just be this boring old 16-year-old boy. I need something going. <laughs> and they say, well, what do you want? What's, what's something you want? I said, I want something future-related because I'm one of the youngest doing it. Well, hope to be one of the youngest doing it. And it all started going and... I was thinking, in future, what can I call myself? What can I call myself? And then I think it was my mother who said, What about futurist? And I said, And it, it just all, sort of, there it was, and I turned it. Clicked. I, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. And ever since go. then, it stuck. And I, I tell people, like, announcers, what well, do you want to be announced as? The futurist. And they're like, Oh, I like that. So. <laughs> It's something that's hopefully going to stick for a while until I'm old enough that I'll have to change it, which should be a few years down the line.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's it's a cool name. It's different. It certainly stands out um, and it looks great on a t-shirt as well. And we'll, we'll talk more about your t-shirt a bit later on. We did have a question that came through a bit earlier on. Uh, about um, some of your moves Uh, what's your favorite move Leon this is from Ashley watching us live via YouTube so thank you Ashley really appreciate it keep sending your questions in Um, but uh, my next segment my next question is going to be about your moves because I've seen a ton of your matches on YouTube a lot of your matches are available to watch on YouTube Uh, just type in search uh, Leon Cage of course Um, A lot of the matches we've spoken about are available on YouTube. But we mentioned about your your strikes and your your kicks, absolutely devastating. You've got, um, I think, some pretty cool uh, European uppercuts. I think you probably do one similar to Cesaro, where you kind of uh, slingshot yourself off the ropes and come back with a European uppercut. Um, But you also do this move like a a spinning tiger driver as well. You've uh, uh, You've got your kind of rolling senton as well. And uh, I think what is your finisher is the, the spinning corkscrew cutter. So you've got a whole variety of really, really cool moves and, and quite impactful moves. But to answer Ashley's question, uh, tell us a bit about your move set and do you have a favourite move?
1: Uh, a lot of my striking abilities come from a karate background where I'm a second dan black belt in karate.
0: No way. So... Congrats, my friend. That's really awesome.
1: When I was younger I'd done karate and all my strikes and stuff I said do you know what I want to obviously growing up with AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels who've done strikes I said I want to do lots of strikes too so I made some strikes I did some strikes then I thought do you know what what else do, do I like and I also like flying ability so I it was a long practice I, I was doing 450s and I thought do you know what? There there are a few people I can think of that do 450s, especially around the area. So I said, I want to change it up. And I I learned how to do one day. I just went up there on the top rope. It was me and Shane down in training early with the crash mat in the ring. And they said, right, I'm going to do a shooting star. So I started doing the shooting star. Now I've started doing that in matches now. Um, What else? Then the spinning sit out, shoulder tiger driver thing yeah uh i come up with a name for that called the uncaged that's actually like my current finisher as long with the shooting star only two people have kicked out of the shooting star and that is shane in our match at new wave and alex in the fatal four-way for the rev pro british indisputed cruiserweight champion that was a mouthful um yes then that <laughs> this the spinning finish double hander hook to the shoulder that has never been kicked out of yet and yeah that's that's probably like my favorite move because i came up with it but some of my favorite moves osprey stormbreaker that's that's the inspiration for my move the finisher that's where that, that's one of my favourite moves. So that's where the inspiration came from.
0: Uh, and what about the corkscrew cutter? Because um, that, that's a move that you like to hit very frequently yeah. Um, yeah. in all of your matches. It looks amazing. Like a lot of your moves that you've just described, uh, the corkscrew cutter or however you, however you describe it or however you name it, looks amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think that there was a... a a clip from a match from March last year. And I think it may have been a rumble and you hit it on Shane Hooker and then you eliminate him Mm. and then you hit it on Dale Johnson. And the way Dale Johnson took it was just absolutely mind blowing. Um, He spiked himself off of that move, but tell us a bit about that move because it looks damn sweet. Uh, It was just one of those things
1: that I sort of one day went to the middle rope and thought, what can I do? And I did a weird spin and I thought, I can do a cutter off this. So <laughs> I jumped up, I did a twist, and I I started taking the bump. And I thought, right, let's get someone to take this. And I think it was Shane. And I said, Shane, come take this. And then I started doing it, and he was You He's like your it, crash test so like,
0: dummy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, it just stuck. And there's been times where I'm like, oh, hmm, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that move. And that was originally, like, what I wanted for a finisher. But then that transitioned down, so that's, like, one of my big moves that I hit. Yeah. Maybe a finisher now and again. Um, always can be. And then, like, coming up with the other moves that they start, like, the shooting stars, just that one extra step. Uh, yeah, that's really it.
0: Yeah. Um, the the other thing I want to talk about is um, your, your kind of babyface persona, you, the, the way you are in the ring. And I mentioned earlier that quite often uh, you, you take a lot of punishment as a babyface from your opponent, whoever it might be. Uh, you take more punishment, more punishment, and then you strike back. You have this like this babyface fire, this babyface passion, and then just out of nowhere uh, you just absolutely kill it with all of your offense and uh, all of your striking maneuvers um, but I think that's something that you've got very much in common to Shane is this kind of like uh, baby face persona that fights from underneath. Um, yeah. Is that something that you've kind of realised about yourself and the matches you've had so far? Uh, it's something that just happens, to be
1: honest. You t- yeah. do the matches and you're taking a lot of punishment. And then it gets to a point where in your mind you're just thinking, I don't know what, I'm getting annoyed of getting hit. So when you hit someone back, then you're hitting them back so much harder than what you would have without debt. Yeah, it just sort of becomes that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. But I also think it tells a great story as well. I think that's that's yeah. how a lot of matches go is that the babyface obviously takes a lot of punishment and then comes back has that babyface fire and uh, uh it looks like it gets the, gets the crowd underneath them um but uh, not that I would know I've never worked in a wrestling ring at all. We did have a match about uh your babyface persona. Let me just see if I can find it. Um here we go, Richie again and uh, it's not necessarily about a babyface persona, but uh, uh, if you ever turned heel, Leon, what uh, vision of Leon Cage would we get? What version of Leon Cage would we get? So, have have you ever considered being a heel sometime in the future? Um, Is there this dark side to the futurist Leon Cage that we haven't seen yet?
1: There's definitely a dark side. It's
0: definitely (laughs) there.
1: And I feel like it would be, it would be who I am now with the moves and that it just, I'd have some sort of reason behind me and I'd probably be very annoyed and then I'd probably get to a point where I'd be very scared in the ring as the, as the bad guy and I'd probably end up being a bit of chicken and then start cheating. But we'll have to wait and see a t- until a time that I am in the situation and then yeah. how i act then i build off and yeah then i'd create a new version of me
0: yeah well you know what they say uh or you know the, the best heels come from the, the the best baby faces so uh considering how good you are as a baby face i'm sure you'll make a pretty um brilliant heel but don't hang around with james ellis too much that's all i can say because if you hang around with him you pick up bad habits and you'll be a heel before you know it just just don't don't hang around with, with the brilliance too much because he will get you under his ring, his wing. Um, but uh, how how do you feel? We've spoken about all of the fantastic opportunities and opponents and matches you've had. This really kick-started when you went in there with Connor Mills back in uh, May, I think it was now. Yeah. Um, but uh, how do you feel in your own heart of hearts? You've kind of grown or progressed as a performer, as a, as a wrestler, as a, as a talent, as this overall thing in that time between then and now, tell us about the progression. I feel like,
1: as a person, again, like I mentioned earlier, I am progressing and I'm being more myself. And I'm coming along more in the ring as well. Uh, the matches are getting longer. And I've got to do more things to add. So I'm starting to try and add personality in a bit as well, a bit of emotion. So I can see the progression from start to finish now massively. But also, you can't, I don't, if you watch the matches, you might not be able to see massive, like, a to z difference but yeah personally and knowing what i've learned i feel like i can see that difference
0: yeah yeah absolutely and uh i want to bring up a picture of yourself and uh shane again there you are as possibly after the match you had against one another for new wave a few months ago uh and of course before you get injured you were the, the team at Rising Tide and, of course, available for bookings in 2024. And hopefully Shane will be back fighting. we will be out there performing as Rising Tide very, very soon. Um, but, but tell us a little bit about teaming with Shane, being that tag team. We know you mostly as a singles performer. Um, I have seen some clips from one or two matches of the two of you as Rising Tide. And one clip in particular is where I think you come off of one corner with a shooting star press. He comes off of the opposite corner with a 450, I think it was. Um, And uh, like I say, your opponent's just laid prone in the middle of the ring, taking these badass finishers. Um, But I mean, it's quite an exciting future, isn't it? Especially when Uh, Shane gets back in the ring and we've got Rising Tide performing again as a duo um, something you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I can't wait for it. Next year, it's going to be back in the ring and we are going to, we're going to tear it up. It's going to be a great year. And after the injury, it's going to, we're going to, everything's going to be better than what it is at the minute. And it's great at the minute. And great beforehand next year now we need to reach out to the next level and be the tag team we wanted to be but yeah. then the injury put us on hold but when we come back it will be it'll be all all go out and go for it
0: firing on all cylinders yeah, yeah. bigger and better and better um, than uh, than ever before um one more question I've got for you and I think I touched on this earlier on but the South Wales scene. Um, And it's always been a red hot scene, hasn't it? It's always been stacked. Um, And it's always kind of, you know, gave birth to fantastic talents like Mike Hitchman, like Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan, Eddie Dennis, and all these big names that then got signed and went to WWE. While they are away, there was this kind of like undercurrent of newer stars coming through that have really started to make a name for themselves over the last couple of years. And now you've got the best of both worlds with these big names coming back from WWE. And you've got the the newer talent, the new crop, uh, the likes of Jay Joshua's, um, the James Ellis's, the Shane Hooker's, yourself, um, and and so many more. Um, But uh, it's a, a real thriving scene again now. And I personally think it's stronger than it ever has done because you've got the old guard, you've got the new crop. And yeah. they're kind of colliding in the middle. What's your take on the, the scene in Wales and South Wales in particular, and where you feel it is at the moment? I agree.
1: I completely agree with you. I think it is the strongest and best it's ever been, and it's it's hitting all the right places at the minute. It's only going to get better. That's the that's the best part. Yeah. There's only there's only up from here with places like New Wave and no mercy taking the forefront and having the links to places like attack pro wrestling and chaos then it just it's leveling up every month every year so for if you look into the next five years how much better is he going to get in that time it's going to be unbelievable
0: it's exciting isn't it very exciting yeah yeah I, i can't quite make out if that's your dog dogs uh but uh if you can hear whooping in the background uh it's all right this is a pet friendly show this is what we do <laughs> yeah my dog don't, don't say <laughs> let's jump let's jump to some more questions uh and we've got uh uh youtube via youtube we've got uh Melanzi. um and uh where would you like to take your career so I'd like say you're only 16 uh you're gonna be 17 at the beginning of next year I so say, where do you see not just 2024, but the next two or three years going for you? Obviously, we mentioned about the team you've got with with Shane and you want to take that places and are very, very exciting, I'm sure. That, but do you kind of have any goals or any visions in your mind as far as where you want to take your career next?
1: Um, I'd like to get to the next level again in my eyes, like... I'm starting to get very like not not bigging myself up. I'm not a type of person, but I'm I'm experiencing in Wales now and yeah. in some places in England, but there's still the places like Riot Cabaret and Progress, Rev Pro, and they're massive goals for me to get on to soon. Not necessarily like soon soon, but the next year, year two years. That would be a massive goal for me goal. to get on yeah. sort of places because then yeah. they they are the next stage to then getting on like Rev Pro of the massive links to New Japan and wrestling in Japan would be somewhere I'd love to go. Yeah, and absolutely. Then from there you make a name for yourself, you come back, then you got the other opportunities. So it all gets better there, and it it's just like a it's like a. A mountain, really, I feel. Yeah. Where it's just, it keeps climbing, it keeps on climbing, and eventually you reach that peak point.
0: Yeah let me ask you and this is pretty much my final question is um about, and thanks to everybody that's been sending in questions really really appreciate it fantastic job at sending the questions today um but have you got any any dream opponents certainly on the uk scene um that, that you haven't had a chance to work with yet that you'd really like to uh amongst you know whoever's south wales uk um any, any dream opponents for you uh
1: one that i Still haven't had a match with yet, and he's one of my coaches. Is Nico Angelo?
0: I knew you were gonna say Nico, yes, he was on my list for you. Also, that'd be a, I, a I an really, awesome really match. A match
1: with him. I feel like the, ma- the styles would collide very well, yeah. yeah. Um, then you have more people like then for his time, people like Robbie X, who are the high flying top tier, top top tier. So, having matches with someone like that and Sunshine Machine with me and Shane, that's a, that's a big one. Especially having the triple threat at Chaos with Chuck in.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and like I say, who knows, a few years down the line, I mean, your style, and I think you said it earlier, but your style is very reminiscent of Will Ospreay. Um, and that would be an awesome match, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a dream, dream. That that's is. the
0: top one. <laughs> yeah. That's top of the mountain. I'm sure you'll get there. Um, but... Uh, before we let you go, and I'm going to bring up the the ticker along the bottom of the screen, but before we let you go, uh, tell us where we can find you on social media. Uh, if uh, any of my followers, listeners, viewers want to reach out to you, learn more about Leon Cage, maybe you want to see some of your matches or just reach out and say hi, where can they do so?
1: I am on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook. with just Leon Cage on Instagram with an underscore. And you can find me on YouTube as well. I put up MVs on there. So I'm uploading on social media all the time.
0: Yeah. Go. And you've got some merch as well. And it's scrolling on the bottom of the screen, leoncage.bigcartel.com. Um, and uh, to bring up a picture, there's your sweet T-shirt. So I told you the Futurist looks good on a T-shirt. It certainly does. Uh, tell us a bit about the shirt and where we can get that.
1: Uh, at the minute, it's just on the Big Cartel, but I will be bringing them to shows very soon. I think at the next New Wave show, I will have them from there on. So they're all good to go.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And just a quick reminder from me, uh, my up and coming live guests, uh, to cap off what has been a tremendous month of interviews for Wrestling with John. Of course, our celebratory fifth anniversary in the month of November. Nico Angelo is my next guest Next Monday, uh, one of Leon's K- one of Leon's uh, uh, coaches as well at New Wave, um, and uh, that's going to be a tremendous interview, an exclusive interview with Nico Angelo there next week. Also, Kira Kaimira is coming on the show next Thursday. Uh, check that one out the following Monday to cap off what has been a tremendous uh, month of interviews for Wrestling with John as, Uh the the Queen of Mean, former. Progress Women's Champion, of course. Lana Austin will be coming onto the show. Bit of an exclusive there. And of course, part one of my Legends Masterclass interview with Johnny Saint is already out. Part two will be dropping soon. But um Leon, it's been tremendous speaking to you for the last hour and a half. It's been awesome, kind of taking a bit of a deep dive into what's you know, your you, you, your short journey so far. Um, but it's been an absolutely amazing 12 months and certainly 2023 has been an incredible year so many awesome opportunities so many fantastic matches so many great opponents as well um, but uh, if you've got any 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 final words to sign us off any final words from the futurist Leon Cage uh, what would you like to say to any fans friends family members people that supported you over the years uh, or any viewers or listeners of wrestling with genres but the floor is yours my friend
1: just thank you for watching, really. And I hope to see you all around.
0: There we go. Out the shows. But uh, Leon Cage, you've been an awesome guest. Episode 332. And uh, we'll see you at the shows, my friend. Thank you very much. Duh.